and welcome back to the While We're Waiting Hope After Child Loss podcast. I'm Jill Sullivan, your host and one of the co-founders of the While We're Waiting ministry. I hope you don't mind indulging me for a bit of a personal story today. This past week, I went birthday shopping for my daughter. First was a trip to the grocery store to pick up the ingredients for a Mississippi mud cake, her all-time favorite. This is the cake I've made every year for her birthday, at least since she was old enough to leave the Barney and Barbie birthday cakes behind. Then I headed to Hobby Lobby and bought some fun fall decorating items, including a colorful metal sunflower on a stake, because when she was growing up, she had a bedroom all decorated with sunflowers. I found the cutest little wooden hanger that says, You are so loved, and I just couldn't pass that up. I love the present tenseness of it. Last was the purchase of two dozen roses, her favorite flower to bring to her. That's all I got her this year because I really don't know what else she might want. You see, she's turning 30, and I haven't seen her or spoken to her since she was 17. She was just a teenager then, interested in clothes and boys and American Idol and politics. (laughs) Yes, politics. I do have some sense of what she thought about her future because of a book that she made in her 8th grade GT class, an autobiography complete with pictures. I discovered it going through some bookshelves not long after she went to heaven. She drew the cover photo for the book by hand, and it's a bell. My mom always called her Hannah Bell, with five self-descriptive words underneath it. Joyful, optimistic, sweet, Christian, and caring. She begins with a chapter called Before Me, in which she states that her parents were so ecstatic when she was born that we gave her the middle name Joy, which is true. That initial chapter is followed by a chapter for each year of her life. I enjoyed reading all these chapters and looking at the photographs she included. The one that really got to me, though, was the final chapter, which was titled My Future Possibilities, and reads as follows. As I think about the future, I get so excited because I know my future is bright. I love to think about what is to come, and I do it constantly. I plan to graduate high school with a 4.0 and at the top of my class. Then I would like to enroll in Washita Baptist University with a full or almost full-paid scholarship and study elementary education to become an elementary teacher. I'd graduate with a bachelor's degree from OBU and then go somewhere for my master's degree in teaching. I would hope to be married by the time I graduated college, so I would settle down in a small town in Arkansas and start a family and teach. When I'm old enough to retire, I'll probably move closer to where my grandkids live so I could be close to them and watch them grow up. I want to live a long, happy, healthy, and content life that I can look back on someday and be proud of. And maybe someday I'll read this book and I'll think, wow, I did just that. As you can imagine, reading this paragraph, especially that last part, felt like a punch in the stomach. It literally left me almost breathless for a few minutes. How can someone so excited and full of plans for the future just be gone? How can her innocent desire for a long and healthy life be so unfulfilled? And God had to gently remind me of something I already know. As we talk with other bereaved parents, one of the things we discuss is God's sovereignty. The fact that he's in control in and through every situation. As Hannah's cancer progressed and it became more apparent that without a miracle she'd be leaving us for heaven, we felt that we were being called to submit to his will for her life and for ours. Jeremiah 29.11 says, For I know the plans that I have for you, plans for welfare and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. 
Hannah's future was in his hands. She had her own plans. We had our plans for her, but God had another plan. What seemed to be a calamity to us was the best thing that ever happened to her. But back to today, I really have no idea what her interests would be as a woman of 30. I imagine she might be married to a wonderful man with a couple of beautiful children, or she could be working on a doctorate degree in some field of interest. She might be into travel or gardening or hiking or writing or razorback sports. She might be a missionary in a faraway land, or she might live right next door to me. Compared to the joy of her first 17 birthdays, the last 13 have been very quiet. No fanfare or singing or blowing out of candles. No anticipation of her excitement as she opens her presents. No hugs of appreciation and affection. No good-natured joking about getting older. Only an emptiness and a longing for what once was. I miss the best friend I've never gotten to know. So this week I loaded all her birthday gifts in my car and made the 65-mile drive to Mount Zion Cemetery in Yale County, Arkansas to deliver them. I am so not okay with delivering my daughter's birthday gifts to a cemetery. Nothing could feel more wrong. It's hard to celebrate a birthday when the guest of honor is absent. But although my daughter is absent, she is not lost. And she is not under that headstone. She is where she was created to be. I am the one who is out of place. Does that make me miss her any less? Absolutely not. I can thankfully say that on a day-to-day basis, God has restored my joy, and I do not grieve with the intensity that I once did. But there are still days when the missing is enough to bring me to my knees, and birthdays are one of those times. But God has given us a promise. 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty-four through 57 says, When the perishable has been closed with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Death will be swallowed up, the sting of tears will be wiped away, and I will see my Hannah again. I just have to wait. Thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast. We hope it brought you some comfort and encouragement today and maybe made you feel a little less alone on the journey. Please subscribe so you'll never miss an episode and and maybe leave us a rating in iTunes to help others find the podcast. Again, we're glad you spent a few minutes with us today. It's a blessing to walk beside you as we seek to live well while we're waiting.